Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Right, it is time now for our virtual Friday morning coffee break and hopefully not for much longer than it'll have to be virtual but delighted to welcome to it Dermot Kelly who's manager of the South Court Hotel here in Limerick. Uh, Maggie Jarden, a great friend of the Limerick Today show sort of our unofficial Scotland correspondent as well and Live 95's Man of the Arts, Tom O'Sullivan also with us and you're all very welcome indeed. Uh, So it's Leaving Cert Results Day Oddly, for those of us who haven't done our leaving certs uh, in 2021, um, and Tom, sure, it's only a couple of years since you did yours. What are your memories? Oh, 1971, uh, Joe. Really? And um, I have two memories. One is English and maths. The English and maths papers were stolen, and they were sold in Dublin at £5 each. So we had to reset, I think it was Maths 1 and English 1. Um, and today the results are out and my thoughts are always with the people who didn't do as well as they thought they would or people who were disappointed because, strictly speaking, I failed my leaving something. Um, I did only five subjects and um, Latin was one of them and I failed Latin. So I had to turn around and do the matric. I passed the matric, but um, they're my two great memories of that that particular summer, having to repeat maths and English. Well, I mean, not getting the results I wanted. Other than having to deal with the likes of me, it didn't do you any great harm. No, Um, if you like, I had to take a more roundabout route uh, as regards establishing a career in that. And um, I think that young people, they're under tremendous pressure, unfair pressure, in my view, with the Leaving Cert. And in my case, as regards going to college, university, with hindsight, I would think that I was a person who would have been better off going to work for a couple of years until I was maybe 20, 21, um, earning my own income seeing what life was like and then deciding. Whereas I think there's tremendous pressure on people to get very high results and to go to college when they're 17, 18. Um, And I think it's very hard to expect any person of that age to make decisions that will determine Mm. the the rest of their lives. As you said, I didn't turn out too bad. No, you did not. Um, Um, And and Maggie, um, what exams did you do? Well, I'm glad you asked, Joe. <laughs> I'm trying desperately to remember. <laughs> 40 years ago. <laughs> um, nearly 40 years. Um, yeah, Scotland was a, a fairly similar... Uh, well, at that time, I'm not sure how it works now, but at that time, you did a basic level, ordinary grade, similar to O-levels in England. And you did only seven subjects, um, and you chose them in your third year. You went on to do a, a two-year programme. And then in order to get into college or university, you would then choose five of them to do at a higher level. And it was very, there was no points basis in Scotland. It was very much um, the college gave you an offer if you got, say, three A's and two B's in your results. Um, so you, you kind of put in your offer. Um, the college told you what they required from you. And then you had to strive to get that in your fifth year. And you could go on and do a sixth year in school. Um, so, yeah, my my... I was quite um, academic, 
um, at that time and did very well in the lower level, the, the ordinary level. Um, not so well in the higher. I could have done better, but of course I discovered music and other things, um, which, you know, put me down a different path. Um, but when I, I remember being offered uh, to do chemistry in Edinburgh or to do something else to do with chemistry in Aberdeen. And there was no way I was leaving Glasgow. I was staying around. I was sticking around. Um, and I decided then that college wasn't for me, really. So I didn't put myself under a whole pile of pressure at the time. But I've watched my three kids go through the Irish system here. I have a daughter, Olivia, who's just gone into fifth year in the Grail Colostra. Um, we had a conversation the other night about... what well, She's very clear about her career path. She wants to do forensics. She wants to go to Scotland to do it. And the other night she was sitting here talking about looking forward to doing her master's. But but you know what really interests me about that, Maggie, is you said you know, know, I'm struggling to remember uh, the exams (laughs) I sat and and how I did, and that is such a contrast to Ireland. I mean, I can remember very specifically the leaving cert. Tom remembers it from 1971. We'll ask Dermot in a second. But it just shows the different approach yeah. here compared to other countries. Oh, yes. I can, I can see a huge difference in the... Uh, well, I suppose, that, I mean, when we go back to... At that time, there would have been plenty of jobs around for the people who didn't want... In Scotland, particularly, for people who didn't want to, to go to work. Now, I'm talking about the early 80s. Uh, they didn't want to go to college. There would be jobs. There would be apprenticeships were huge in Glasgow. I actually uh, applied for a job as an apprentice electrician at one point. Um, and... I didn't get it because I was a woman. I was a young girl and they just weren't going to employ me in that particular post. But we had options at that time. And I think kids nowadays, particularly as I've seen the last couple of years with my own, um, there's a huge pressure about what they're going to do at the end of that process. And, And as a matter of interest, do you think that if your daughter had gone through the Scottish system instead of the system here in Ireland, that she at this stage, wouldn't necessarily be talking about the masters and the forensics. No, she certainly wouldn't. No. She wouldn't. That's really she fascinating. Wouldn't. Yeah, she would be... It would be very much... Uh, go your own path and, and don't put pressure on yourself. But and I, which I, are you I, happier I'm, with, Maggie? I'm actually happier with the way it is now because she's she's striving to do well. Uh, as her, her older brother Owen that we're aware of, I know that you're aware of him, he graduated as a paramedic uh, last year. Um, and it, it was the school that pushed him um, to do well and to, to get the grades that, that, to go on to university. It was, it was very much the girl close to have a huge percentage, a high percentage of kids that go on to do sub level and are proud of that record. Um, and I think that definitely drives the kids. And I think that's a good thing. I really do because our options nowadays aren't, aren't as good as they were before. Right. Um, and Dermot Kelly, what about you? Well, Joe, I suppose firstly, I'd like to congratulate all the students that have received the results today. We have a, we have a number of them uh, working here at the South Court that were in for the summer and that, and they were uh, fairly excited about getting receiving the results and, I suppose, going on for their edu- uh, college education, and some are looking at doing apprenticeships. But I suppose myself, I did it in 1995, and... Uh, that was a very, uh, like, like I suppose, that was the year that Clare won All-Ireland. I'm a Clare man. Oh, and, uh, 
Oh, <laughs> oh did you manage to get that in? How does it always come down to Holland, Joe? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there wasn't too much between the leaving cert result and the pairing dollar and the excitement in the county, you know. Um, and and I suppose after that, then uh, it was on to college, you know, uh, on to GMIT in Galway for myself. I would have and, and do you remember it as being a big thing? I mean, I think what Maggie has said there is so interesting. Oh yes, it, it was. It, yeah, to do the leaving cert, like I can still remember the, the English nearly paper one and the maths and the geography and the uh, business organisation and uh, and accounting. You know, they were. It's all all said about it, and I suppose from. So I'm speaking to my own team. Uh, and but can I honestly ask you, I mean, you're a manager of a significant hotel here in Limerick now. Yeah. Like, did anything you do at Leaving Cert actually prepare you for the day-to-day reality of being in the hotel business? Um, no. Well, look, I suppose you'd have to have a good understanding of, uh, you, like, with that, you can always work your way up as well by doing additional courses and I suppose the more you read and learn, it helps you to have a better understanding of how things work overall and how people work and how organisations and and the people you have to to meet on a daily basis, the customers, you know, and all that. But um, sure, you could say the same, you know, there's, I suppose the college courses now are being tailored. We did get a lot of feedback from colleges asking us what they would like us to see the students being taught so that they can be more adaptable to the to the courses that they're in, you know, which is a good thing, you know. Yeah. And even in Griffith College of Limerick, um, I'd have a good relationship there and we'd we'd have regular meetings and feedback, you know, for people. Like there's different pathways for people now, yeah. like as well, you know, and I would encourage people to look at all the options out there. And even if you decide that college is not for you this year, and want to take a year out and, and work and see what it's all about, you know, before you settle into a course. There's no point in going into something for the sake of going into it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's great advice. Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. have to be sure, you know, that I know at 17, 18, it's hard to be sure, but like some people, you hear from pulling out of college after maybe 12 months, or not even 12 months, and that's a, a year kind of wasted or money wasted, you know, and I would just encourage people to kind of either, if they're not sure, just defer maybe and take a take an apprenticeship role or take a job somewhere until they're until they're sure that this is kind of what they want to do. Okay. But I would strongly encourage people to come into the hospitality side of it. There's plenty of options to move up along up along the career from uh, accounting to revenue managers. There's various aspects, you know, that people can can go into. Right. Dermot Kelly is manager of the South Court Hotel. Uh, we have Maggie Jarden, a great friend of the show, with us as well. And Tom O'Sullivan, who's Live 95's Man of the Arts, Arts and Classics on a Sunday morning. And we will take a break and chat more with them after that. By the way, you'll remember Fola in the third hour of yesterday's show from Donegal coming down to do a Masters at Mary Immaculate College starting on Monday. Her accommodation had fallen through and she was on asking if anyone could help. We received eight offers within about five minutes of Fola's interview here at the radio station yesterday and I know she was astonished 
when we got back to her so quickly with those. We gave her the contacts and it's up to her and the people involved now uh, to have a chat about it. But thank you very much for your phenomenal response and generosity uh, to that. It really was fantastic. Uh, Dermot Kelly, Maggie Jardin and Tom O'Sullivan are with us. And uh, Maggie, apparently there's been uh, a survey this week that says that unmarried women with no kids are both the happiest (laughs) and the healthiest. Now, I suspect my wife would agree with that, but what do you think? (laughs) That's brilliant. I did hear something about this. Um, And I have to say, as a a survivor of two long-term failed relationships which produced three wonderful children, with an abundance of caution, I'm going to be very careful about what I say. <laughs> I think it's... Yes, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> but there's a lot of merit to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let the lads off the hook. I'll let the lads off the hook. No, no, I, yeah, well... I, I want to, not, not, not those lads, I mean oh. Dermot and Tom. <laughs> I'm making no comment on anyone else. Andrew, Olivia, I love you. No, no. (laughs) we want to talk about storm names that have been released. Um, Hopefully we won't hear too much about it across the autumn and winter. But I have to say, Tom, you know, Maggie does sound like a good name for a storm. Um, Absolutely. Storm Dermot, Storm Tom, Storm Joe, you know, we we never seem to feature, do we? They're using names like Barra, Maeve, Paul, um, that's that's what we have. But you're right, Joe. Hurricane Maggie, that sounds good. <laughs> you know? But Maeve, Paul, Sean, yes. And last year around Halloween, remember, we had Storm Aiden. Yes. And I think Aiden was the first storm that uh, met Aiden named. Um, I don't mind. They're using Irish names, which which are, they, they sound very good. There's a kind of a music uh, to the Irish names, but kind of if Star Maeve was causing havoc and mayhem right across the country, and my name was Maeve, well, then I mightn't be too enthusiastic about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you do feel that uh, it is uh, not necessarily um, a compliment to you to have your name uh, connected to a storm. What about you, Dermot? Yeah, Joe, I suppose. Don't really want to hear a storm, Dermot, coming, you know. Um, but it's, I suppose it's, it's uh, kind of funny the way they they allocate the names in some ways, but I suppose um, the, I don't really, I suppose just the impact that these storms have when they come, you know, um, well, I mean, you look at the states at the moment, you look at New yeah. York and New Jersey, we saw the devastation in Louisiana, and we know, unfortunately, that October time and into February, we have been getting some frightening, frightening storms over the last eight or nine years. Yeah, this is it, like the the storm Ophelia and, and so on, they have just, and it seems to be that are getting worse. We are seeing heavier amounts of rainfall you know and flooding and whatnot but your heart will go out to the people that have suffered down in the states and I mean it, it doesn't be too long till Ireland kind of gets the tail end of these storms you know um, and they develop into something else so yeah, yeah I think that the names should reflect the severity of the storm I mean Ophelia is like a wee, a wee breeze out in the garden you're sitting a cup of china tea and that's great 
no, there should be an escalating, you know, the, the Beaufort scale, up to the very severe, which is as profane as you like. Because we, need to, we need to know what's coming. <laughs> There's no point messing around. I want to know if I'm boarding up my windows or not. Jeepers. Oh, um, so, Dermot, I mean, clearly in the hospitality industry, you've uh, been watching very carefully the easing of restrictions and the government this week in the Taoiseach saying, look, it's probably time for us to move on from the emergency phase. So they're really going for it, despite the increase in case numbers. But in hospitality, you still remain relatively restricted until late October, don't you? Yes, the, the the restrictions that are currently in are we're in the same situation um, with tables of six, you know, in the restaurants, um, the weddings capped at a hundred. Even though you might have a venue that would be able to host three hundred people in normal times, and now even if they were allowed to sixty percent, which would be about a hundred and eighty, that would really give you know a wedding couples that have postponed so many times you know, the opportunity to have that day but unfortunately we seem to be have been excluded from the restrictions easing in this segment um, when you see other venues like I suppose um, conference or uh, concerts uh, halls and such are allowed to operate at 60% and they're saying that it's pretty much down to well, they have fixed seating uh, and so on. But, I mean, we would urge government uh, to reconsider uh, using some of the restrictions for our industry because, obviously, we're now going into a quieter time, uh, September, October, at the moment. We don't have that many international travellers around and um, we kind of would be depending on meetings and events and and concerts and, and weddings. Absolutely. Joe, my, my job depends, uh, I won't say what I do, but I'm a civil servant, but, I, but my job uh, involves meeting the public on a regular basis in a private setting. And we normally use hotels. And there are 40 of us in the country who would do this. And once a month we go out for three or four days and we use hotel venues. We generally stay in the hotels that we use. Um, and all of that's gone since for the last year and a half. Um, and I... I know that the amount of revenue that the hotels are down because of that alone, and that's only one cohort of, of our sector. Um, but going forward, I have a feeling we've been doing trying to, to accommodate people through video links and telephones. doesn't suit many people. But I think the general feeling going forward is that that's the way that we are going to keep going. And I think, I, I think it's wrong. I think we should be investing that money back into our hospitality sector in that way. Um, to keep that side of things going. I don't know if Dermot would be um, familiar with that whole side of things that has now gone. Sure. It's all part of part of the business, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, listen, um, we are actually coming to the end of the show. I'm afraid love to keep chatting with you for the rest of the day. But thank you very much for chatting to us, Maggie Jarden, Tom O'Sullivan, and check Tom out from 7 till 9 on Sunday with his Arts and Classics show here on Live 95. And Dermot Kelly, thank you, manager of the South Court Hotel in Limerick. Uh, don't forget news up next. Uh, lots happening across the afternoon with JP. Lots of sport coverage to come over the weekend and uh, we'll soon be telling you about even more big prizes that you can win but we're going to leave you uh, this morning uh, with a little of one of ABBA's new songs yeah
new music from ABBA all these decades later. From Anne-Marie and from me, take care. News up next. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.